यू एंड मी बिवेयर ऑफ टेकिंग फाइनेंशियल क्यूज फ्रॉम पीपल प्लेइंग अ डिफरेंट गेम दैन यू आर द एम्प्लोजन ऑफ द डॉट कॉम बबल इन दर्ली टू थाउजेंड रिड्यूस हाउस होल्ड वेल्थ बाई डॉलर सिक्स पॉइंट टू ट्रिलियन दी एंड ऑफ द हाउसिंग बबल कट अवे मोर दैन डॉलर एट ट्रिलियन इट्स हार्ड टू ओवर स्टेट हाउ सोशली डेवस्टेटिंग फाइनेंशियल बबल्स कैन बी देर इवन लाइफ वाई डू दीज थिंग्स हैपन एंड वाई डू दे कीप हैपनिंग वाई कांट वी लर्न आर लेसन्स द कॉमन आंसर हेयर इज दैट पीपल आर ग्रीड एंड ग्रीड इज एन इन डेलीबल फीचर ऑफ ह्यूमन नेचर दैट मे बी ट्रू एंड इट्स अ गुड इनफ आंसर फॉर मोस्ट बट रिमेंबर फ्रॉम चैप्टर वन नो वन इज क्रेजी पीपल मेक फाइनेंशियल डिसीजन्स दे रिग्रेट and they often do so with scarce information and without logic but the decisions made sense to them when they were made blaming bubbles on greed and stopping their misses important lessons about how and why people rationalize with the hind sight look like greedy decisions part of why bubbles are hard to learn from is what that is that they are not like cancer where a biopsy gives us a clear warning and diagnosis they are closer to the rise and fall of a political party where the outcome is known in hindsight but the cause and blame are never agreed upon competition for investment returns is fierce and someone has to own every asset at every point in time that means that that means the mere idea of bubbles will always be controversial because no one wants to think that they own an overvalued asset in hindsight we are more likely to point cynical fingers than to learn lessons i don't think we will ever be able to fully explain why bubbles occur it's like asking why wars occur there are almost always several reasons many of them conflicting all of them controversial it's too complicated a subject for simple answers but let me propose one reason they happen that both goes overlooked and applies to you personally Investors often innocently take cues from other investors who are playing a different game than they are. An idea exists in finance that seems innocent but has done incalculable damage. It's the notion that assets have one rational price in the world where investors have different goals and time horizons. Ask yourself how much should I how much should you pay for Google stock today? The answer depends on who you are. Do you have a 30 year time horizon? then the smart price to pay involves a sober analysis of google's discounted cash flows over the next 30 years are you looking to cash out within 10 years then the price to pay can be figured out by an analysis of the tech industry's potential over the next decade and whether google management can execute on its vision are you looking to sell within a year then pay attention to the google's current product sales cycles and whether we will have a bear market Are you a day trader? Then the smart price to pay is who who cares because you are just trying to squeeze a few bucks out of whatever happens between now and lunch time which can be accomplished by at any price. When investors have different goals and time horizons and they do in every asset class prices that look ridiculous to one person can make sense to another because the factors those investors pay attention to are different. Take the dot com bubble in the 1990s. People can look at Yahoo stock in 1999 and say that was crazy, a zillion times revenue. The valuation made no sense. 
but many investors who owned yahoo stock in 1999 had time horizon so short that it made sense for them to pay a ridiculous price a day trader could accomplish what they need whether yahoo was at dollar 5 a share or dollar 500 a share as long as it moved in the right direction that day and it did for years an iron rule of finance is that money chases returns to the greatest extent that it can if an asset has momentum it's been moving consistently up for a period of time it's not crazy for a group of short term traders to assume it will keep moving up not indefinitely just for the short period of time they need it to momentum attracts short term traders in a reasonable way then it's off to the races bubbles form when the momentum of short term returns attracts enough money that the makeup of investors shifts from mostly long term to mostly short term that process feeds on itself as traders push up short term returns they attract even more traders before long and it often doesn't take long the dominant market price setters with the most authority are those with a shorter time horizons bubbles aren't so much about valuations rising that's just a symptom of something else time horizons shrinking as more short term traders enter the playing field it's common to say the dot com bubble was a time of irrational optimism about the future but one of the most common headlines of that era was announcing record trading volume which is what happens when investors are buying and selling in a single day investors particularly the ones setting prices were not thinking about the next 20 years the average mutual fund had 120% annual turnover in 1999 meaning they were at most thinking about the next 8 months so were the individual investors who bought those mutual funds maggie mahar wrote in her book bull by the mid 1990s the press had replaced annual scorecards with rec- with reports that appeared every 3 months the change spurred investors to chase performance rushing to buy the funds at the top of the charts just when they were most expensive this was the era of day trading short term options contracts and up to the minute market commentary it's not the kind of thing you would associate with long term views the same thing happened during the housing bubble of the mid 2000 it's hard to justify paying dollar 7 lakh for two bedroom florida track home to raise your family in, in for the next 10 years but it makes perfect sense if you plan on flipping the home in a few months into a market with rising prices to make a quick profit which is exactly what many people were doing during the bubble data from atom a company that tracks real estate transactions shows the number of houses in america that sold more than once in a 12 month period they were flipped rose to five fold during the bubble 12 month period they were flipped rose five fold during the bubble from 20000 in the first quarter of 2000 over 1 lakh in the first quarter of 2004 flipping plunged plunged after the bubble to less than 40000 per square quarter where it's roughly remained since Do you think these flippers cared about long term price to rent ratios or whether the prices they paid were backed up <coughs> by long term income growth Of course not those numbers weren't relevant to their game the only thing that mattered to flippers was that the price of the home would be more next month than it was in this month 
and for many years it was you can say a lot about these investors you can call them speculators you can call them irresponsible you can shake your head at their willingness to take huge risks but i don't think you can call all of them irrational the formation of bubbles isn't so much about people irrationally participating in long term investing they are about people somewhat rationally moving towards short term trading to capture momentum that had been feeding on itself what do you expect people to do when momentum creates a big short term return potential sit and watch patiently never that's not how the world works profits will always be chased chased and short term traders operate in an area where the rules governing long term investing particularly around valuation are ignored because they are irrelevant to the game being played that's where things get interesting and where the problems begin bubbles do their bubbles do their damage when long term investors playing one game start taking their cues from those short term traders playing another cisco stock rose 300% in 1999 to dollar 60 per share at that price the company was valued at dollar 600 billion which is insane few actually thought it was worth that much the day traders were just having their fun economist burton malkiel once pointed out that cisco's implied growth rate at that valuation meant to meant it would become larger than the entire us economy within 20 years but if you were a long term investor in 1999 dollar 60 was the only price available to buy and many people were buying it at the pri- at that price so you may have looked around and said to yourself wow maybe these other investors know something i don't maybe you went along with it you even felt smart about it what you don't realize is that the traders who were setting the marginal price of the stock were playing a different game than you were $60 a share was a reasonable price for the traders because they planned on selling the stock before the end of the day when its price would probably be higher but $60 was a disaster in the making for you because you planned on holding shares for the long run these two investors rarely even know that each other exist but they are on the same field running toward each other when their paths blindly collide someone gets hurt Many finance and investment decisions are rooted in watching what other people do and either copying them or betting against them. But when you don't know why someone behaves like they do, you won't know how long they will continue acting that way. You what will make them change their mind or whether they will learn their lesson. When a commentator on CNBC says, "You should buy this stock." Keep in mind that they do not know who you are. Are you a teenager trading for fun, an elderly widow or a limited on a limited budget, a hedge fund manager trying to shore up your books before the quarter ends? Are we supposed to think those three people have the same priorities and that whatever level of particular stock is trading at a at is right for all three of them? It's crazy. It's hard to grasp that other decisions have different goals than we do. because an anchor of psychology is not realizing that rational people can see the world through a different lens than your own rising prices persuade all investors in ways the best marketers envy they are a drug that can turn value conscious investors into dewy-eyed optimists detached from their own reality by the actions of someone playing a different game than they are being swayed by people playing a different game can also throw off how you think you are supposed to spend your money 
so much consumer spending particularly in developed countries is socially driven subtly influenced by people you admire and done because you subtly want people to admire you but while we can see how much money other people spend on cars homes clothes and vacations we don't get to see their goals worries and aspirations a young lawyer aiming to be a partner at a prestigious law firm might need to maintain an appearance that i a writer who can work in sweatpants have no need for but when his purchases set my own expectations i am wandering down a path of potential disappointment because i'm spending on spending the money without the career boost he's getting we might not even have different styles we are just playing a different game it took me years to figure this out a takeaway here is that few things matter more with money than understanding your own time horizon and not being persuaded by the actions and behaviors of people playing different games than you are the main thing i can recommend is going out of your way to identify what game you are playing it's surprising how few of us do we call everyone investing money investors like they are basketball players all playing the same game with the same rules when you realize how wrong that notion is you see how vital it is to simply identify what game you are playing how i invest my own money is detailed in chapter 20 but years ago i wrote out i am a passive investor optimist in the world's ability to generate real economic growth and i am confident that over the next 30 years that growth will add accrue to my investments this might seem quaint but once you write that mission statement down you realize everything that's unrelated to it what the market did this year or whether you will have a recession next year is part of a game i'm not playing so i don't pay attention to it and i'm no and i'm in no danger of being persuaded by it next let's talk about pessimism 